This is Polykill, where two men, outnumbered by their games and at war with time, undertake the quest of defeating their lengthy backlogs. Please adjust your seat and prepare your ears for the banter of your hosts, Jake and Travis. So Jake, I was thinking, as it turns out, and, and what a lot of people didn't expect, but as it turns out through all of this shit, podcasting is the one true art form that will survive and prevail. The only thing I've talked to has been my cat and the tree just off the edge of my porch. I am brimming with conversational energy. I'm ready to just chit chat all the time. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Like I don't have any trees to talk to or a cat. And like, there's been some days where like I've gotten a call randomly where I needed to call somebody and I'll realize that I haven't verbally said anything in like three days. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I just got to like flex my vocal folds to see if they still project sound. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm brimming with conversational energy also as well, too. That's why you need to saunter around that big pink living room of yours singing some Michelle Branch to top yeah. of your lungs. Make your I way mean, downtown, Jake. There's, there are times that I do that, and maybe not Michelle Branch per se, but I think it was a night, I don't know, maybe last week, I just got I got drunk by myself, you know, because of quarantine. As we're all doing, yeah. <laughs> and I was just singing like a country version of everything that I was doing. Like I was like <laughs> narrating my life, like every action, almost like a Randy Newman style song, but like sung as, as Joe Diffie. Um, uh, rest in peace r.i.p so hey, yeah speaking of rest in peace i just barely mentioned to brian dennehy last episode and he passed away in the last two weeks yeah that's crazy who who can we mention this week who can we death note this week C- coronavirus yeah although the last time i brought up a virus coronavirus started <laughs> i don't know how i don't know how my destinies works i don't know if i'm supposed to not say things or say things i don't know yeah i don't know either um, have you seen the Kenneth Copeland video? No, what's that? Who's Where that? he uh, he's the uh, the billionaire televangelist who? Uh, oh yeah, he looks like he would be one if you drew a a, a cartoon right. televangelist. Yeah, yes, and uh, you should check out his video of him banishing coronavirus. Oh man, it's incredible. Does he do a good job? Oh, I clearly not, but um, <laughs> it's hilarious. So it's you don't think he got rid of it. I don't think he. I don't think it's worked. <laughs> Damn it! I, I mean, was pulling I don't know. for him. I was pulling for him. Uh, well, hey, this is the Polykill Podcast. If you if you realized that you were listening to one and didn't know who it was yet, uh, this is the Polykill Podcast. I am Travis, joined by Jake, as always. Hello, Jake. Hello, everybody. Are you used to uh, not? I mean, we're not used to any of this. But are you settling in any? Is this uh, podcasting remotely? Is that even becoming normal to you at this point? I, I mean, everything. Everything that I. Well, for the most part, everything I do is on a computer completely. So socialization, all of that, it's all just, you know, done on a computer. Um, Like there's a a group of metalheads that I um, have been a Facebook group with, and we were all going to meet up, um, I guess, last month at this point. Um, Well, earlier this month uh, in Philly for a show, but uh, we couldn't. Obviously, 
so every Saturday night we all hang out and it's not like we're podcasting, but it, you know, it's the same flavor. Yeah. You should turn yeah. it into a podcast, man. We could always use another one on the old network here. Well, I, you wouldn't want this as a podcast. It's like nine people getting drunk and arguing about uh, bands. So that sounds great. It's hilarious sometimes. I mean, there there are worse podcasts than than what you just described. You know, we could do it. Probably. We just need some, we need some uh, diversity. We got games, then we have games, and then we have Brian, and those are the three topics <laughs> on our network. We could we could use some music. That's all I'm saying. Organize that a little bit. Uh, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's get the show started. Let's talk about maybe some pickups or something. Did you did you get any games? I was going to, um, and then I just didn't. Okay, that's um, interesting. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Like I, <laughs> I, I put out that poll, and I was like, I want to get one of these three games, and it was uh, the Doom Eternal, Resident Evil Three, and Final Fantasy Seven remake. Um, overwhelmingly, Doom and uh, Final Fantasy tied. Uh, Resident Evil Three barely registered. I, I don't think people love that one as much, so it would seem. Which one? Um, the RE Three remake. They don't like it as much. They aren't seeming to like, or, or is it just playing third fiddle to those other two blockbusters? I mean, I, th- I think in terms of sales, I think it's definitely third fiddle. But I just think people didn't care for it as much as RE2 from last year. Gotcha. Okay. But so no, I, I didn't buy anything. But I might. We'll see. Okay. That's uh, that's my exciting life. Our uh, our friend John, who owns uh, Super Game Station local to us, which you can visit if you'd like to buy games during this time. He is running an online store. This is a plug that he's not aware of, and I'm not getting paid to do, but supergamestation.com, and I went there, and I've got some expendable income because I'm not, even though gas is cheap, I haven't started hoarding it yet, so I've not footed that bill. Uh, You know, we're not going out to eat every day and getting fat and wasting a ton of money at restaurants like we used to, so I'm saving money there. And I just haven't had the opportunity to go out and buy a bunch of stuff like I normally do. And so I had some money burning a hole in my proverbial wallet where my card is because I don't carry cash. And I decided, hey, I'm going to help out a, a local business and, and friend. And I bought about $200 worth of Super Nintendo games. Shit. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I've been saying this a lot. It's my favorite phrase lately. I smoked the whole pack. I... I really, I really just wanted to get thrif- like a thrifting bug out of my system, and so I spent enough money to regret it, so that I wouldn't do it again for a long time. And I think it worked. Although I do, I have started a new cart, and I have four items in it. And I, <laughs> I but anyway, I picked up some Super Nintendo games online, and he shipped to me. And I told him, I said, "Buddy, hey, you know, you, you live close, you can save on." Sh-. He's doing a free shipping deal. And I was like, you, you know. Just drop it in my yard. Save save the twenty bucks it's going to take to ship this, and drop it in my yard. But no, he had to ship it because he's a good guy. And so I I got a bunch of Super Nintendo games. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'll, I'll post them there. But uh, the notable uh, two, there's Knights of the Round. That's a that's a high dollar fetching Super Nintendo medieval style beat 'em up. Your King Arthur and a beat 'em up. That's kind of cool. And then uh, Phalanx, which is only notable because on the cover it has an old man holding a banjo, and it's actually a space shoot 'em up. So. Uh, weird those were among the two that i got but yeah a bunch of other shit but yeah it was uh support support your local businesses especially if they do online stuff man these you know it's good stuff supergamestation.com yeah yeah so i mean if you didn't buy any games we could talk about games that we could potentially buy because i was looking at i know a lot of stuff got moved back 
Maybe before we do that, we'll talk about what happened last time. Sure, let's check that out. Previously on Polykill, Trap keeps messing around in Yakuza Zero and the Messenger, while Jake gets a little time in Animal Crossing, Risk of Rain 2, and Journey to the Savage Planet. In fact, he beat it. He beat a game. Trap beat a few games too, mostly licensed NES stuff no one cares about. Check out Nest Friend on YouTube. To wrap up the show, they have a little fun answering a question from the Discord. If they could have one item from a video game in the real world, what would it be for the topic of Discord? Good episode last time. We didn't really have uh, a, a discussion per se, but we did get that one question that uh, I thought we had a lot of fun with, which was from you know our friend Josh Leslie asked, if, if you could have one item from a video game in the real world, what would it be? We had some good answers there. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, man. Good question. And you actually beat a game. Yeah, I did. That was exciting. Got to, got to beat an old game there. That's exciting. Yeah. I beat a lot of shitty games. But yeah. back to back to this. That was, that was 114. We're at episode 115. You know, not really a milestone, but it ends in a five. It's it's divisible by five. That's kind of milestoney sometimes, right? We like that. We like that. Yeah. So anyway, games that are coming out that I'm interested in, uh, which it's been a while since I've been looking forward to new stuff. And to be honest with you, I'm probably not going to buy any of this shit. But I did think it was kind of interesting. There's, of course, Streets of Rage 4. That tickles my, my nostalgia. Um, oh, sure. Rib, I guess. It gives me a little tickle down there where, you know, where you get it. Uh, and that comes out April 30th on everything. Um I just, you know, I'm excited that someone remembered that Streets of Rage was a thing. And I know, like, the era of, of beat-em-ups, you know, it's it's bygone. You know, it's it's hard to reinvent that. It's hard to bring it into 2020, make it good. River City uh, Girls did it pretty good, but it still had to really lean on nostalgia to work. But I think my issue with, you know, even looking at Streets of Rage 4, and it's not really an issue. Like, it's not uh, it's not a, a deal-breaker, per se. But I don't so much like that art style, that, like, cardboard cutout um, art style in, in the beat-em-ups. I don't know why, why, why that is. I kind of like, you know, I like the old stuff. I like, I like it to look a little more, um, you know, if it's going to be nostalgic, make it look... I don't know, Jake. Because I, then I get upset because everything looks 16-bit and 8-bit. And then when it doesn't, I get upset. I don't know. I don't know. You're hard to please. You're hard to please. Hey, did you ever play Dragon's Crown? I think that's what it was called. Dragon's Crown? Ringing no. a bell? No, I'm not. Um, I, I bring it up because it is a fantasy beat-em-up that is more... A, it, it's a lot closer to a beat-em-up than it is an RPG, even though there are some RPG elements in it. And it was uh, developed by Vanillaware. They did um, uh, that one game that everybody likes. God. God of War. Odin. Odin Sphere. Oh, yeah. Odin Sphere, yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to to beat-em-ups with cool art, I think that's one of the the ones that gets overlooked a little bit. I think it came out like late PS3 cycle and was also on PS Vita. But I think it's been re-released on the PS4. But anyway... It's a beat 'em up that looks really cool. Um, really cool character designs, animations. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I guess I'm just. It looks. I don't know. It, it sounds like I'm. I'm besmirching the or, or belittling the hard work of of artists and developers. But the the cardboard cutout thing just looks a little lazy to me. And mm. that again, that's not game breaking to me. I mean, that's not a deal breaker. I. It's. It could still be fun. Certainly. I mean, River City Girls had the same look. It was very fun. But I don't know. I just got this weird gripe in me. I don't know what it is. That is weird. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone. Uh, the other game that I'm excited for mm-hmm. is John Wick Hex. Now, is this like a Jonah Hex, John Wick uh, uh, crossover game? <laughs> it sounds like it. I don't know what the Hex is all about, to be honest with you, but the Wickness is there mm-hmm. in spades. It, it, I think it's just because it's a hexagonal um, Is that why map. it is? Okay. Yeah, I think so. That's my guess. Could make sense. Uh, yeah. But it is cool. Like, you, you play in just little time spurts and it makes you feel like you know you're it kind of reminds me of super hot without you know having to move to make the make the uh the time go yeah i yeah, like and it's, i like that it's an interesting idea to take you know um uh, a balls out action movie and turn it into a um you know kind of like this strategy game but i actually think that's kind of smart too because you can kind of put together something that looks cool when you actually get you know done with it rather than trying to do all that stuff in real time. And and I think that was Mike Bithel games that is making that. And um, they've obviously been sort of scaling up in terms of what they're able to accomplish, obviously starting with something like uh, Thomas was alone and then volume and then the um, subsurface circular games. So this is the, I think easily the biggest thing they've done. And I think it's a, a really neat idea. I don't know if I'll, pick it up myself but i am interested in it yeah it's it's only on ps4 and pc if it came over to switch i would be all up in it um or xbox or whatever um but either way yeah it looks really cool i like the art style i think that what they landed on works yeah and i kind of agree with you in that like it's it'd be damn near impossible to make a john wick game a real time i mean you know you can't make a first-person shooter replicate that. People have tried. It just doesn't really work. You kind of have to have that. Um, you, you have to have some manipulation of time and control to where you really do ensure you're being a badass to get the full effect of it. Yeah, I think the only way you could do it would just be quick-time events, and nobody wants those. Nobody does. Nobody does. And also, uh, your boy Austin Wintry, I think, is doing the uh, the Muzak for that. No shit. I could have made that up. Cool. I don't know, but that is cool. I mean, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, that's May fifth on the PS4 and the PC, and then another one that's already out. It's already been out on on PC uh, for a long time. But the Telling Lies game uh, from the Her Story folk. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. I didn't know that was uh, coming to the Consuelas. All of them. Yeah, that's interesting. I think so too. Her Story isn't even on consoles, right? I, if it's anything, it may be PS4. I think you may be right on that, but yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll I'll look into that then. For sure, for sure. So that's uh, those are some some on the deck games that uh, were, you know were interesting. Yeah, I think so. All right, so those are games that were that we might get, might play. What are some games that you're playing now? Games that I'm playing now. So um, I think I I was going to jump back into Persona, f- and I just didn't. Oh, um, so yeah, I, I need to fucking do that. Um, hopefully, hopefully I still haven't hooked up my PS4 since I moved. Um, Jesus. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a total piece of shit. We're not going to, we're not doing well in those resolutions, man. Well, I got one in, I got one in. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, I, I saw that, uh, cause I already had it on PS4, but I saw that the become, uh, become as God's edition of near automata was on game pass. So, um, I decided to download and play that and I'm further into it than I ever got on the PS4 version. I just really like that game. Like I'm liking it a little less where I am now just because the, um, I think the, the formula has kind of remained 
static longer but like that first two hours of the game where it's like camera angles changing you're changing from shmup to like gundam game to hack and slash platformer like there's just so much going on and uh, the the world design is really cool it's got a metal gear feel it's got a yeah i just i just really love that um everything about it really music specifically the music is just incredible in that game and ass there is ass um but that was just a joke for me to say but um (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah i I really do enjoy um the game and and the mechanics are cool and i've started to you know get some upgrades get some new weapons get some um alternative uh chips to put in so i'm building things a little bit more um yeah we'll see where it goes but I'm I'm happily playing that again. So this edition that you have, what is it? Just include some DLC, like the whole kit yeah, and caboodle. It, yeah, it includes new stuff that was later released, I guess, as DLC, but it's included in this edition. Plus, it did do um, you know uh, 4K and HDR support as well. So now it's super pretty and everything. Um, it is a good looking game. Yeah, I mean, everything, yeah, the designs, the world's animations, it's all great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I, you kind of hit on something that I think really uh, affected me was it, it really got repetitive at some point. The gameplay, did, you know, it's been a long time not... Changing things up. <laughs> yeah, and I felt like I spent a lot of time uh, just traversing the map and not, not doing anything else, but um, good time. Right. I, I just love how interesting and how varied it, it can be. I love a game that just sort of grabs you and throws you into something um, and balances that well. Did you ever play the first Nier on no. PS3? No, I did not. That's what That game, it's it's not perfect. I think they're doing a re-release. I don't know if it's a remaster or a remake or a hybrid of, of that. I don't know really, but like the first five seconds of that game is incredible. It just grabs you by the collar and just starts screaming at you quite literally. Um, it's great. Nice, nice. So I, um, I, with my Wii U, uh, switch pro controller that I talked about last episode. Yeah. I got uh super smash ultimate and I swapped out messenger for that. And I've been mm-hmm. playing that a little bit. And I, I said, you know, I, I'll just start on this campaign. Cause that to me is, is as good of a place to start as anywhere. It's going to make you, uh, you know, it's going to force you in some ways to play with certain characters and and try to get you know better at the game. And man, I am just—I don't know if I'm good or bad. To be honest with you, I've played a little bit of it. I win some, I lose some. I still don't really know what I'm doing, but it's colorful. It sounds good. It looks good. So I'm kind of smiling the whole time. But it's it's interesting how uh, how just lost I am in a game that has one of the most simple premises ever, which is just beat the other guy off the ledge. And I'm like, am I doing this right? I won, right. but I still feel like I didn't do it right for some reason. Who are you playing as the most? Well, you kick off with Kirby, and then I kind of got used to Kirby, so I tr- I try to branch out, but then if things are tough, I come back to the curb. Mm, sure. Yeah, I tended to to stick with Mario for a while, but when I unlocked um, Link, that's just that's where things just mm. really hit their stride. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's it, there's a lot of sword characters uh, in that in that edition, um, 
but that's just the one that worked for me because he's got the boomerang and the bow as well as the sword. So there was just a lot of ranged and up close shit that you could do with Link. That's that sounds like you know that sounds like Link. That's what he would do. That's what he would do. That's what he would do. I I definitely spent thirteen matches trying my damnedest to pick up an item on the ground and I, clearly I was doing it wrong for the long time. And then there were sometimes I was doing it right and just didn't do it well enough, but I could not for the life of me pick up a goddamn sword off the ground and it was killing me. <laughs> and I spent, I just would ignore getting hit. Just, I'm like, I'm picking this up. I'm not fighting you. You leave me alone. I have to learn how to pick this up. Uh, it was, it was comedy is what that it was. Is fun. But yeah, it's, I mean, hell it's, it's so much fun even though you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I feel like my older brother handed me the controller and didn't plug it in, and I'm playing the game. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, 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 you know, I don't know how far in you are, but, like, once you start, you know, um, seeing a lot of the, the homage stuff to older games and in, in music and all the shit that you can unlock, it's, it's just a real joy. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to give a lot of those Amiibo a spin. They're just in there on the shelf, you know, watching me play with myself and, and all that. So they need to need to get involved, those guys. They're just collecting yeah. dust. So I'm excited to, to put them to use in that game specifically. You been playing anything else there, pal? I jumped uh, back into some Animal Crossing. That's, again, kind of like a burst therapeutic situation. It's not something I play extensively. I think once I get a certain items and abilities i think i'll probably spend more time with it at least in those bursts will get longer uh but it's more like hop in do my chores you know find the the money rock on my island smack it clear out keep the weeds do some fishing find the message in the bottle uh do all my daily stuff and uh and then move on do you have all that shit written on your whiteboard i don't i don't <laughs> i should have a separate animal crossing board <laughs> Uh, so I did learn via Twitter because we, you know, we're Polykeel. We have the Just Beat It's uh, hashtag mm-hmm. going around that, that you can actually beat that game. I saw credits and a screenshot from someone. Um, I didn't realize that it, it was a beatable game. Beatable. What yeah. happened there? What what goes on? How do you beat it? Oh, I don't know. Huh. I have no idea. Okay. It could be something you could do, I guess. I suppose so. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't even know if I'm at a point in that game where I would see an eventual path. To what that would become right now things are still widening um you know i can get a bigger house i can go to other islands build bigger museums things like that so i, I don't know what the uh the eventual end goal would be at this point still all right well maybe we'll we'll have to find out together because i have no i guess idea. i have no i idea. guess we will uh okay uh well You've been playing Animal Crossing, so you've basically just been, you know, doing chores and living out on the ranch like a, like a Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I imagine you do that. Um, I've Probably. been playing a little game, a uh, few people might know of, called Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Good. You've gone at you've you had to speak at length about this just a few uh, just a, a mere twenty eight hours ago on another podcast. That is true. Yeah, I was on the uh, Cartridge Club Prime podcast with uh, it's Rocket Sauce, Mighty Q Dog, and Chris from Flock of Nerds. Uh, we all uh, discussed our nostalgia and uh, adoration of the of that game. Yeah, dude. I I just exited uh, Jabu Jabu. I'm out okay. of that. I'm out of that big smelly some bitch. Um, a little obtuse at times. So more obtuse than I thought it would be in some regard. 
uh, just having played the more modern titles, the obtuseness is a little more handholdy and telegraphed. And this is still it still has one of those. Um, I don't know for for a three D game. I, I'm surprised at some of the stuff that they ask you to do. Like, uh, for example, and I remembered why I stopped playing this game so many times before. It was because I had to find all those fucking chickens. Mm. And there's one chicken. There might be another way to get this fucking chicken. But there's one chicken where you have to have a chicken, and then sort of aim yourself at a corner to land on a fence post just right to get on the other side of the fence. And I just think, I'm like, really, that? I mean, how many people got hung up on that back in the day pre-internet or pre-widespread you know, widespread access to internet and answers? Uh, just because that seemed uh, very particular for a very early part of the game. And so I was, I, I, every time I'd played that part, I'd always gotten hung up there like, how the fuck do I get that chicken over there? So maybe it's just me. But those are some things where I'm like, huh, interesting. This, mm-hmm. this game definitely, uh, you know, it doesn't fuck around. No, it doesn't. At the same time, I feel like there's, um, I don't know, There, I think it's balanced pretty well, but I mean, that's just my memory of it. I haven't played it in ages, frankly, because I didn't get a chance to play it again before the podcast. I was going to, um, just didn't because I don't really have access to it. Your basement's the only place I would yeah. play it, and uh, obviously that's not a good idea at this point. Right, yeah. But yeah, like we, we discussed a little bit, and not spoiling that podcast, but um, one, one of the things that's sort of um, uh, a hint or a tip, if you will, is like all, all those temples in which you get items, usually the, that item is a uh, device with which to beat the boss of said temple. There, there's, there's some nice little uh, breadcrumbs along the way, but sometimes, yeah, you know, the chickens, the fucking chickens. I, I wish I could say I got hung up on a fucking boss, but no, it's running around with uh, this town with chickens over my head, trying to figure out how to get more chickens. Ugh. Anyway. A lot of chickens. I did get to the point where uh, I'm no longer a little boy. That was fun. I had never yeah. made it that far in the game, obviously. Nice, 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 nice. And, you know, I, I do, I have a lot of fun with it. I look forward to playing it every night. It's good to be back in a Zelda game. They just, ha- they have a recipe to them that, that have been mimicked over the years, whether it be the 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 OG, the a Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, a Grind of Time, the, those formulas always get aped, and no one ever nails it exactly like the, the Zelda does, and... I just love it. I sometimes even forget I'm holding a controller that was made for like a Ripley's Believe It or Not exhibit, you know? Like whatever was born with three hands. I so, But sometimes I fucking remember. There are times where I'm like, this fucking controller. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it works for that game though pretty well. I think it, it's one of the, um, I mean, I think all the first party games did a good job of, of handling that controller. Um, but I think that one makes a lot of sense, you know, having the items tied to the C buttons and using the C buttons and I guess a to, to play the songs and whatnot. I think in the Z targeting, like I think it, I think it did a good job with that controller and I think it is easy to kind of, you know, become one with the game and forget that you have that weird ass fucking thing in your hands. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Z targeting is great. I think my hangup is sometimes it's hard to target exactly where you want to target. And I, you know, you got to keep squeezing it to get it right. And, or I'll just be, you know, running headfirst into a wall trying to look around. I wish there was another stick. There's not. So those are just things that I've grown accustomed to over the years that, um, affect me. It's like, I'm I'm too, uh, I'm too used to better to go back to it, but it's fine. You know, for the time, I'm sure it was great. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I I would love a a good remaster slash re-release of that game. Um, I know there was a 3DS port that did sort of clean a few things up, um, but I would love to see, you know, they did a full remake of a couple of these now, and I, I would love Ocarina of Time to be one of those, but who knows? I always wanted a Zelda to be dark and brooding, because that's how I always imagined the... Uh, the original when I played it, it felt like it was this this desolate wasteland. It was almost Fallout, but I you know I understood that the NES couldn't make it that dark. But that's how I imagined it always. And then it felt like every release that came out after that made them brighter and brighter and friendlier and friendlier. And and uh, I, that's why I kind of am drawn to Twilight Princess somewhat, just because mm-hmm. it had it was like if Corn made a Zelda game. It was like the the goth <laughs> Zelda or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was definitely a bit more angsty and a bit more moody and um, all that business. Cut my Triforce into pieces. That's what it three felt pieces. Like. Three, three pieces. pieces. Cut three pieces. Into three pieces. Into three pieces, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, just imagining like if they were to remake, you know, any Zelda game, specifically our run of time maybe, uh, into something that was darker and, you know, that you wouldn't take much because it's already a kind of a, a grim story in a lot of regard. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely some moments in the game, especially late game, that things get, um, I guess, sufficiently moody. <laughs> sufficiently moody. Sufficiently moody. All right. That's the, uh, that's the name of my first album from my goth band. Nice. It's a lot of eyeliner, though. It is. Which is also the first track. <laughs> I also jumped back into uh, the original Risk of Rain, the first one, the uh, the little pixel art dudes um, yeah. where the characters are way too small. It's just one of those nice burst games, again, where you can just hop in, do a run, die, and turn the game off, and it's fine. But it's just kind of achievement hunting, not hunting, achievement hunting, but just kind of like seeing if I can beat some bosses that I haven't before or grab an item set that I haven't grabbed before. So I think that's that's another one that I've spent a little bit of time with. I've dabbled in a few other things here and there, like right after I beat um, Journey to the Savage Planet, I was like, I want more of this space adventure stuff. So I jumped into the Outer Worlds, um, but just the pacing on that one wasn't quite what I was looking for. Um, I still might go back to it, uh, we'll see, but it just wasn't quite what I was after. I think, I guess we can just roll into to the beats here. I didn't really beat Savage Planet since the last podcast, but I did uh, 100% the damn thing. Right, because you've uh, already beaten it. I'd already beaten already it. already gotten the credits. Um, and if you recall, that was one of my uh, New Year's resolutions, uh, was to uh, to 100% a game. And, and this one seemed doable. I may have even said that. On the last episode. Yeah, I, I think you, you you kind of indicated you were going to try at least. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I did. Uh, and yeah, there's just something about that game. I, I'm really glad it's on Game Pass. I hope a lot more people play it. I'm a believer. You you kind of talked me into it. If I can find the time, I'm, I'm looking to jump in. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's one that you can beat probably quicker than you expect to. Um, but if you, you know, take your time, get your upgrades, dabble, find things explore all that shit i think i put 20 hours into the game total to 100 percent it which isn't bad at all um but i mean there's there's some laborious things like you have this orange goo these little goos that you eat um that upgrade your health to a certain level and your stamina and there's a hundred of those to find and a bunch of different like 
architecture things that you need to find and scientific samples you need to collect. So like it's, but it's just so fun. Like the world is, I think I said it before, it's not constantly trying to kill you. At times there are things that are trying to kill you. There's big boss fights and there's some enemies that'll chase you down like the fucking jelly wafts. Um, man, I hate the jelly wafts. Well, that's, I mean, that sounds racist. What, what is that? <laughs> they're like these flying octopuses that shoot ink or acid at you. And they're just, oh, that's yeah, fun. they're super fun, but I hate them so much. And you will too, if you play they're the like game. the squid things in the Mario Kart uh, 8 or whatever, the ink, the inkers, inkies. Yeah, yeah, like that, except they just fly around you and they're hard to hit. So like, it's just a, it's just a fun world to be in. Like the humor is great. Um, it's, it's written very well and it's one of the better 3d Metroid style games that I've played. It's very, very, very much a Metroid game. So yeah, I had a blast with it and there's, there's new DLC called hot garbage, (laughs) which is like you get to go to another planet. And I think, I think I mentioned before, is that the name of the planet? I don't know what the name of the planet is, but I think it's, Mm. man, it's something funny because of course it would be. But like one of the shticks of the thing I think I mentioned before is that you're part of the fourth best space exploration program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I think you actually get to meet someone from the second best space exploration program in this DLC. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's it's just so fun and so colorful and um, easily my game of the year so far because uh, it did come out this year. I know there's there's bigger, heavier hitters, but uh, this one just should not be overlooked. Right on, man. This is your uh, greed fall of this it's my year, gre- I guess. Yeah, it's my greed fall of this year for sure. Nice, man. So you talked about like you 100%ed and you had to go fetch some collectibles. Was that tedious? Did you ever regret going after those at some point? Did you have to consult a walkthrough at any point? Um, no, actually. There's uh, upgrades you can get for your visor. So you can like do a scan and see what's uh, nearby. Okay. And each area of the game is fairly finite. So like it, and you can like upgrade the range of that scanner as well. So it, it was pretty easy to find that stuff. Uh, there were a couple of tricky things that I had to consult. I did consult a walkthrough for one thing because there's these green jelly cubes that just have something in them that you need, but you can't kill them and you can't split them open. So I had to figure out what I needed to do oh, okay. with those things. But yeah, like it, it was pretty well self-contained in terms of finding everything. Gotta love that, man. I hate a game that just... I, I thought the first Batman did really... Uh, Batman Arkham Asylum did really good about making all the collectibles kind of attainable. And that game really mm-hmm. made me love doing that. And then Arkham City came out and I was like, what do you expect? Do you want me to quit my job for this? Right. Jesus. Yeah. This one, definitely not so. Once you upgrade all of your, your jetpack stuff and you get the... Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's basically like a hookshot. Um, so you can just like whip to things, um, like almost like Castlevania style. Man, it's just a good time just getting around in that game. Well, I'm glad you got we got one resolution out of the way. Yeah. Now the the others included. Uh, I can't remember exactly. I know was that was that one where you were going to beat a big RPG each uh, quarter. Was that just one resolution? Um. Yeah. Shit. It, yeah, okay. I guess it was, and the other was to beat a a, a Souls game. Mm. And you, you, there was could have been a twofer there, right? You could have done like Bloodborne as part of the quarterly, and and knocked that out of the other one. Uh actually, I don't think that would have counted toward the other one because the RPGs that I wanted to beat. Oh, Bloodborne. Well, wasn't, okay. well, it, it was it was really just like the big games that are on my backlog. Mm-hmm. 
which was Sekiro. Um, Witcher 3. Yeah, and then... Um, Motherfucking Persona, Persona 5. 5. And, and goddamn Breath, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yep. Sekiro could have counted, right? That's kind of soulsy. I mean, I, I can still get these done. All right. You say that. Like we'll see. I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to. I'm just saying we'll see. Man, it's almost halfway through the year. Shut up. Shut shut your mouth. It's crazy. <laughs> shut your mouth. All right. Uh, I beat a couple games. Yeah. What'd you get? So the first one is um, is called Muscle. And I know, you know, when people think about me, they think of my muscles. And that's fair. I have, sure. I have just as many muscles as everyone else. They're just smaller. But I think uh, <laughs> a lot of people might remember... Um, the. Do you remember the little collectible erasers that look like fucking dudes? Um, they were just... Yeah. Yeah, they were, just, they were all like little white dudes. And they just had muscles. I was at a... Um this is a short segue, but it's a funny story that's worth it. I was at the Armory in Danville, Virginia for Flamethrower Day last year. I remember. So, right, they're shooting flamethrowers, but they have a gift shop, and it's filled with um, tank stuff, Lego sets, um, models, puzzles. But they had some erasers that looked like army men, and it was, and the package said, The War on Error. <laughs> what <laughs> the war on error e r r o yeah no i got it it's just crazy no it's funny no it's, i mean it is funny it's, it's not crazy it's funny okay goddammit. it's funny god damn it erasers you gotta have you gotta have an eraser shape like a dude you know yeah what are you doing if you don't have one i uh i do kind of remember these I, playing this game reminded me and i didn't realize initially that the game was based on these guys i had no idea I just started mm. playing the game. I was like, why do they look so fucking stupid? And then I Googled the game, and it was like based after the the Japanese line of collectible erasers that look like little pink white dudes. And uh, those are actually <laughs> called Kink Eshi. Kink Eshi. K I N K E S H I. Kink Eshi. So okay. uh, I thought that was funny because it had the word kink in it. It's the only reason I brought it up. But. The uh, the game is is based off those just those little uh, rubbery dudes, and you wrestle with them. It's just a wrestling game, and it's not that bad, honestly. I kind of had some fun with it. I think the animations are kind of funny uh, because okay. they're they're not real dudes, but I beat that. You know, it's I really only brought it up because I could say Kinkashi. Okay, so there you go. Good job. Yeah, you're welcome. Now here's the, else, here's the bigger what beat. Else did you beat? I, here's the yeah. bigger beat. Now I've talked about yeah. this game. Ad nauseum, and so I really don't have much more to add about it, but I will also say this. The Yakuza 0 was the 500th game I've ever beaten, according to my log of how, at how what? long to beat. So it's That's crazy. Yeah, it just came in at, at 500. Uh, not even paying attention, just when I entered it, it it's, I saw that that was the 500th game. I was so happy it wasn't Muscle. I was so mm. happy. I was like, God damn, if Muscle had taken it, what a, what a forgettable game to take the, the milestone of 500. Yeah, that would be like, you know, uh, Virginia Tech's football team getting their 500th win against uh, Rhode Island or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No offense to our Rhode Island listeners, but oh yeah, it would yeah. suck if we had to beat you for, for our... For a 500. For a big win, yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, hopefully we have more than 500 wins in our program, I'm not sure. I'm sure we don't. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. 500 games, and I'm pretty sure that's all of them because I painstakingly log my life in spreadsheets so that when I die, my daughter will know um, exactly how I was a failure. She can pinpoint when. 
using charts and graphs. <laughs> but I'll say it again, man. I fucking love that game. I, I'm excited that Kiwami's coming to Game Pass. I'm going to be on that shit soon. I hope. I kind of wanted to take a break and play some other stuff, but I feel that uh, Game Pass clock ticking. I don't know how long it's going to stay on there, and I don't want to miss it. Yeah, I think you'd be okay. I mean, worst case scenario, I'll thing. just fucking buy it, you know. But exactly, still, that's what I was going to yeah. say. It's on Xbox now, so you're you're good. Man, just jump into Savage Planet, man. It'll take you all of 10 hours to beat that thing. You think 10? It's, Didn't it take you about twice? Twice that? It took. That was to 100%. It. Oh, okay. So, I, yeah. 10 hours for an open world. Is it open world? Or is it pretty linear? Not really. Okay. It's more like open areas. Oh, okay. All right. I'm excited to play it, honestly. I, I will jump into it because I'm drawn to I a game. I think you'll laugh a lot. I needed some sense of humor. I need a sense of humor game. Yeah. And just some some goofy art that always gets me. Yeah. All right. It's a good time. Yeah, so that was it. So, uh, hey, guys, if uh, if you want to beat 500 games, you know, you could be like me and like Caltech because this episode is sponsored by Caltech. Goddamn, what a segue, Travis. Caltech specializes in autonomous systems, including drones and robots, as well as the mobile technology that connects you to them. They have consulted on projects around the globe. And they can consult with you as well as no software development project is too big or too small for Caltech. If you want to learn more, or if you're just in disbelief that we actually have a sponsor or that our sponsor is getting married, you can see for yourself that Caltech is real and waiting for you by reaching out to info at cowden.tech. That is info at cowden.tech. And I'm, I'm realizing now uh, with the, the pending uh, nuptials here with our, mm-hmm. our friend, uh, our sponsor, uh, he's behind a couple episodes. I, I don't know if the new management, so to speak, is going to agree to, to lending us money for the stupid goddamn thing we do. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, we might need to check on that. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Uh, but if you uh, are enjoying the podcast, you can get access to all of our content at polykill.com. I uh, heard through the old grapevine that the uh, website got updated recently, so should jump into that. Are you calling me a grapevine? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was commenting on your muscles. Um, so you can also check us out on the Twitter, the Facebook, the YouTubes. Uh, you can also send us an email at polykillpodcast at gmail.com. We also do have a Patreon, which gets you access to all sorts of stuff. Travis is doing all sorts of stuff. He's got like 18 podcasts, mm-hmm. three blogs, and a uh, vlog series, and Snapchat stories, and TikToks, and all sorts of shit. Um, <laughs> some of that's true. Yeah, some of that is um, true. Some of that's true. But you can also hop into our Discord if you're a Patreon uh, member. Um, so yeah, if any of that is, seems uh, cool to you, check out patreon.com slash polykill podcast, or is it just polykill? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, it's just polykill. I think it's just polykill. Yeah. 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 So yeah, check that out. Yeah. $1 a month gets you in that discord. Boy, we have fun in there, man. We talk about sports, crime, we get fit. We're all getting ripped as shit. Jake, you've been doing yeah, what, well. like a hundred pushups, a hundred sit-ups, and a hundred squats and shit a day. Something like that. I mean, not not quite that much. Sometimes, yeah. Still though, yeah. we keep you on track, man. We've been changing lives. Yeah, we're all we're all going to reemerge as uh, looking like uh, different people. That's I mean, that's the goal. Yeah. So yeah, drunk friend, nest friends off kilter, and I do. I want to share a couple other things here, Jake, if you don't mind me peddling myself. Pedal your wares. Yeah, I will. I'll pedal a little bit. So I have a I have another uh, podcast of a, a fourth one because Jake said eighteen, and I'm really trying to get to that number. That's been my goal for a long time. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think anyone out there has 18 different podcasts, but I think, and I've told Jake this, the first time I met Jake, the first conversation we had, well, I was like, my dream is to have my own Wikipedia page. And I think being the guy that has 18 different podcasts could be the ticket. And so it might get you there, but I'm only on number four and, uh, it's, I won't say the name just yet. I think that's still kind of a fun, uh, moment to, to say, this is the name of my new podcast. So I'm not going to share that yet, but it is coming. It's going to be a lot of fun, but if you'd like to hear an early snippet, it's, uh, it's available on our Patreon as well. And also I am just a hoot at Snapchat and uh, I'm on there as at chat at Traff plays games. I have a lot of fun doing that stuff. Nice, 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 nice. I don't do anything. <laughs> you should. You're so funny. I'm not funny. You're, you're funny. Come on, do it. Do stuff. Do fucking stuff. <laughs> you take pictures of good steak and send them to me. I like that. That was fun. Yesterday was a shit show. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I I made it through that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Day. And I'm cor- we're of course commenting on not only the steak that he had, but the gallon of scotch that was beside the steak in the picture. <laughs> I drank so much yesterday. <laughs> uh, okay, so our discussion, you know, I say we have a, it seems like a lot of people have a lot more time on their hands to, uh, throughout this, and uh, we do not. So we weren't, mm. we haven't been able to touch base and come up with a good topic of discussion on our own. So we needed, we needed the help of folks out on Twitter to facilitate some things to talk about for us. Yes. And being, I, I'll say it, 115, that's a milestone. That's the Q&A milestone. Okay. Good to know. So, so that's where we're at. That's what we're doing. I'll start with the first question here from at Blinkum, who's also a patron. Thank you, Blink. Uh, he says, what's one thing that each of you don't know about the other one? I'll say it, Jake. I'll, I'll let you think on that. I don't know, for example, how many marbles you can fit in your mouth or your asshole. I have no idea. <laughs> that number sh- is... There is a number, but I'm not going to divulge that. Is it the same number? Uh, No. Okay. No. All right. Far more in the ass. (laughs) Uh, You know, I will say, Blink, there are a lot of things a lot of people don't know about Jake because his his childhood, while some of it known, uh, a lot of it very steeped in mystery. Uh, Not that he refuses to share it. I just don't know the right questions to ask because it was so fucking weird. So there is that, Jake. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my childhood was was a weird one. Let's see if I can just think, give you something that you don't know. Um, so do you know uh, um, Pepper's Ferry Road, Route 114, between uh, Fairlawn and Christiansburg? Yeah. Do you know Belmont Church? It's now, I think, Faith Baptist Church, uh, but it used to be Belmont Baptist Church. It's right across from Vicar Switch. Okay, yes. Yes, I do. I lived in the basement of that church for six months. Wow. Yeah. Like recently? No. Oh, that would have been no. crazy. Like if it was like during the time I knew you? <laughs> no, 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 no. This would have been 1996. Jeez. Yeah. God damn. There we go. There's there's something you didn't know. Now you have to tell me something I don't know about you. Dude, I wish I, wish I was that interesting. Um, which it's really hard to be an uninteresting person and have 18 podcasts because where do you come up with the shit to talk about? I have to pretend I'm really knowledgeable about video games for three hours a week. It's it's painstaking. Mm. Oh, Jake, I don't know, man. Uh, I let's see. Um, all of it. I mean, it's it's. I usually kind of gravitate toward the darker stuff because I'm like, I bet sure. I never told anybody that. Uh, I was a I was a witness. I had to be on the witness stand when I was eight for uh, 
I answered the phone from a, a guy who was uh, had what well, was my sister's husband at the time. He was he 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 had committed a crime and then called my dad or my, called my house our house to kind of uh, give an alibi. <laughs> and I answered the phone and my parents were asleep okay. and he told me what to tell them. And so I had to be, uh, I had to go on the witness stand and, and regurgitate that information when I was eight years old. Well, all right. I did not know that. It was pretty crazy. It was crazy stuff. That is crazy. He got off. It kind of sucked. Okay. Justice system. Uh, there you go, Blink. I hope that was enough for you. I hope it was getting dark. Um, you're, he has a second question, though. Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. actually says second question. He, he came prepared. He knew we were going to get light responses on that tweet because he's a patron <laughs> and he knows he knows he's our biggest uh, our biggest supporter. So he says, "How hungry are you right now?" Um, right now, not too bad. I I, I did a five mile hike this afternoon, and then I had a cookie. It's like one of those healthy like protein cookies. I don't know what uh, Larry and Frank's or something like oh, that. Oh, like a like a. Uh, Oh, what the fuck are they called? Like a Laren Laren Toda? No, that's a guy we know. Laren Laren a Lara, Lars bar? A Lara? No, nah, it's not that. Oh. It's it's like that, but a cookie. You know, it's like a protein bar, except it's a cookie. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're they're good. I had that and then I came back, cut my own hair, trimmed my beard, took a shower, and then uh, had a small Caesar salad and microwavable lasagna. So Oh wow. Yeah. That's I'm good. That's a pretty healthy meal right there. Uh, I know you ate good yesterday because again that picture was magnificent. So it's pretty good, right, folks? I can say he's not eating microwavable lasagna every night. It's not every night. He's doing all right. Uh, I um I'm doing okay. I we always eat before we do podcasts. We usually do them in the evening, so I'm never too hungry. You don't want to have that belly rumble. Pick up on the mic, but mm-hmm. I will say, anytime I drink scotch, I get hungry. I get the snackies. It's called a uh, apartif, right? You know, it's a, it's a drink. Uh, that stimulates the appetite. It's a, that's a Russian thing, I think. Oh, well, that's, you know, I did not know that. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm having a bit of an apartif moment right now, Blink. I could I could go for a for a cookie that Jake just ate. But uh, yeah. other than that, I'm good. We had, I already had dinner. Uh, okay, at Kyle underscore 325 underscore, he says, Joy-Con colors that don't exist yet, but should. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have an answer? Um, I, I don't. Mainly because I I feel like the um, there's one and I don't remember the I should have looked to get the actual color, um, but there's one that's kind of like a almost a cardboard color and I know that's a terrible way to describe it, but it's almost like a vanilla color like like a banana I don't know where I'm going with you this, named but three like, different things that look have three different colors yeah but there, I'll I'll think of it at some point but I really liked that color honestly I think a nice tiger stripe oh like a bangles design yeah something like that would be cool my daughter would love that because she's all about tiger right now no we did not let her watch joe exotic we were good parents (laughs) Uh, but that is a fantastic documentary uh i don't know i was thinking you know a lot of them are kind of kitty colors there's a lot Mm -hmm. of neons and then there's just sort of you know you're playing your plain old, what is it, black? Does it come just with pl- just plain gray? <laughs> Does it just come with old plain gray? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you know, maybe maybe touch on the on the dad market. Get a little hot gravy brown and some lumberjack plaid. You Ooh, know, a plaid a plaid pattern would look pretty great. Yeah, I was thinking one side's just like like a like a wood finish, like an Atari, and the other mm. side is just a red stripe. You know, red lumberjack See, plaid. Wood wood grain. I'd be I'd be there for that. Be kind of cool, right? I would love that. Yeah, man. That probably exists. It could. 
Yeah, like I don't, I don't really know what's somewhere. out there. I feel like it's there's not a ton, right? Isn't there? There's just like the Splatoon neons. There, maybe I'm out of the loop, but there's not a ton of different ones. I mean, there's like there's a, a Mario set that's just like red. Both of them are red. There's the Splatoon, the green and purple. There's the neon red and blue. There's the gray, and then there's like some I think Animal Crossing ones that came with the Animal Crossing version. But there's not a ton of variety, right? Like first party stuff, anyway. It's it's more than you think, but it's still not a lot. Okay, yeah. Well, let's let's get our push for uh, wood wood finish or yes. lumberjack plaid and or both. All right. Uh, next up from Sean, what game best describes tour co-host, which I assume means your co-host? And I don't know that there is a perfect game, Jake. Oh. No, but I will say God of War, not because not because you look like Kratos, but because I know you love to yell at kids. That's true. I like to say <laughs> boy a lot. Um, but I think that that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the looks also do have a, a, a factors in a little bit. I need to just, just go ahead and commit to shaving my head. Now's the time to, to shave weird body hair if you haven't yet. <laughs> just because try like, out. Yeah, you can just be like, I can't wear a shirt because it itches too much. Or I can't wear underwear because my tush bush has got stubble now. <laughs> tush bush. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now's the time to shave that hair, people. Man, for you, I would I would honestly have to say Metroid is is the game. Interesting. Yeah, and it's not not really. Any, it's just kind of a game that I think about when I think about you. Oh yeah, because we well, we had some good times in the basement playing the first couple. Yeah, well, we played three of them. Um, oh yeah, it was yeah we did play all three. That's right. Over a span so, of nine years. Nine years it took <laughs> us. But I, I don't know if that describes you, but that's that's how mentally I relate. Yeah. Oh, nice. I actually link you with God of War because you made that one-off video where you talked about it. And again, oh, you, yeah. you do vaguely resemble um, the handsome Kratos. All right. Uh, up next, at Top Spot 123, he says, One master standard controller that will natively work on all modern devices. What would its design be most like, and would you want one? Okay, so I'm assuming this is like um, like a cross-console controller. He says all devices. I'm thinking also, you know, your... Your lawnmower, your Roomba, your dildo, hmm. your Roku. That's an interesting question. I'm gonna I'm gonna simplify this for myself, and and just answer what I think the best controller is that I would I would use for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to be the Switch Pro controller. I was going to say the Wii U Switch Pro controller. So basically, the same <laughs> answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's just the perfect design um, for a controller. Snappy D pad, responsive triggers. Great battery life, incredible battery life. It's got the offset thumbsticks. Um, yeah, it's not too bulky. The 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 rumbles nice. Yeah, I mean, had had I been asked a question like this three years ago, I would have said DualShock Four. But um, I think the uh, the Switch Pro controller has eclipsed it for me. And I think it's it's a durable guy too. Like I when I play with the um, an Xbox One controller. You know, immediately out of the box, you can squeeze a little bit, and it's got some creakiness to it. Yeah, you got you can you can get little wrinkles on it. Yeah, but the 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 Nintendo Switch uh, Pro U Wii U uh, Switch Pro U controller, very robust uh, guy. Like that yeah, feels feels good. Yeah, I think it's solid. If, I would have to rage out pretty hard to mess this old girl up, and mm. of course I don't intend to, but it does happen. And I think um, you know this this might actually beat me up. You know, that's how because and I got muscles. We talked about it. We did. Interesting. All right. Uh, hopefully that that satisfies your quandary there, Top Spot. All right. Next up, Corpse Flood. 
which I mm-hmm. feel like I have to say now every episode when we get to uh, the Just Beat It's because the dude, I think the corpses he's referring to are just beats of games. Dude just beats them. <laughs> beats them all day. Uh, he says, what's something you've gotten used to from quarantine that you think you'll keep doing afterwards? I don't know if I will, but I hope I will continue to be as thrifty as I am. Um, not not spending money for lunches, um, not eating out as much. I think that's kind of what I hope. Um, I mean, not not that I don't miss like going to uh, lunch, you know, with mm. you and Brian, or you know, stopping by the uh, happy hour after work. But like, I think that's one thing that I've just kind of, I don't know. I was getting real tired of eating out, frankly, and I'm, I hate that all this happened, but I, I'm glad that now I can have uh, a little more control over my spending or have, 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 have gained more control over my spending and more um, uh, what I want to eat. Nice. Yeah. I think going to meetings with a boner is going to be a thing mm. that I'm just going to – no, I'm just kidding. Um, I didn't really have a good answer other than that one. That was my answer. But I think um, I, I'm kind of with you on the on the eating out – at restaurants thing for lunch at work. We do work together, so naturally we, we try to congregate. But I do think as soon as this is lifted and we get the opportunity, that opportunity for fellowship is just going to happen. I think so too, and and that's fine. I don't mind. It's in my budget. It's just money that I'm not spending now, so it's just all kind of piling up in the bank, which is a good thing at this point. Yes. Um, so I think, that's, uh, I think that's my biggest one. Yeah, I hope the, um, you know, the other thing that I hope comes from it, and I think it will, is like we, we joked about the to-do list, but um, I've got, you know, a big to-do list of shit that I put on a whiteboard every day and um, have fun checking that off to make keep, keep me on track. So, yeah. Yeah, man. That'd be cool. I will say I don't think, I don't think my quarantine life is uh, better in any way, to be honest with you. At all, I, I'm uh, just. It could be just pure happenstance, but I'm much busier with work, more under pressure. I feel like I work more, so that sucks. I didn't. I didn't get any real break from work. I do get to not wear fancy pants. You know, I can just kind of rock out in some basketball shorts for most of the day. That's kind of nice. I'm comfortable. Yeah, that's good. But I can't do that when I go back to work. I'll have to actually wear something with a zipper on it, probably. Yeah, I think that's probably. Probably. Smiled upon. Yeah, smiled upon for sure. So I don't know, man. Mm. It's it's weird. I'm sure a lot of people have some different experiences. Uh, I do get to go up every now and then and see my family, which is nice. Um, it's good. But sometimes I kind of like locking myself away in here and not seeing them. So, you know, sometimes. Sometimes. You need that. Okay. That sounded dark. I love my family. <laughs> I just sometimes need to be by myself. And they're ever-present always now. Okay. Up next, uh, our friend... And patron Mm -hmm. at Frantic Society, Josh Leslie. He says, if you were a character or creature from Super Mario, what slash who would you be? Bowser. I'd be Bowser. Um, You'd be Bowser. I I love Bowser so much. I think he is uh, misunderstood. I think he's lonely. Um, I think he has a lot of good to put out into the world. I'm basically projecting my life onto him at this point. Um, I see. He's good looking. Got a nice prickly back like i do shave that like i said um i think uh no but i think bowser you know he's just kind of big which i'm kind of big and i don't know he's fun he's a lot of fun now he, he does uh he, he he kidnaps a ton he does, i don't know if that's I, I you know i'm willing to look past that <laughs> really that's my biggest issue is just all of the all of the kidnapping but he seems like a good dad let's be honest 
True. The junior's doing fine. Yeah. He got his own spaceship when he was young, or his own flying ship. You know, they, he still has a good relationship with all of his kids. It se- he seems to, yeah. Yeah. They could just be afraid of him, which is probably apt. But, Maybe, but... And they also do help him uh, kidnap, which I think, again... Maybe not. Maybe not the best father. But you know, working with your family is a uh, is you know family businesses. It's a uh, shows some discipline. This does remind me. One of the games I picked up from uh, SuperGameStation.com was Mario and Luigi uh, Bowser's Inside Story, and I hear that's really really good. I've also heard that. So I it could it could it's on the DS. It could satisfy one of my handheld Ooh. games, but it is lengthy. That's the only. I was kind of hoping some of the the handheld ones that I played would be shorter. Mm-hmm. This one is a twenty twenty five hour RPG, but it does look fun. It's it's and people people talk highly of it. So maybe, but maybe I can get the scoop on Bowser. Maybe he's got a soft spot I'm not aware of. I'll find out. I'm sure he does. Okay. What about you? And oh shit, uh, ooh, a Goomba. I think uh, just I like the um, they had the soured look on their face, which I think would be really good for keeping kids off my lawn <laughs> or the uh, the football helmet guys, because, you, you you know, you can't you can't put a price on uh, on brain and, and head safety, man. Just wear a helmet. Be safe. Always be safe. Gotcha. OK. Uh, next up, Musty Hobbit. He mm-hmm. asks, what four characters would make up your mount? Rushmore of gaming. Yeah, that's tough, right? Not for me. Um, a lot of these might come as a surprise, so mm. buckle up. I think uh, starting out, I would have Goro Majima from Yakuza Zero. Okay. Then I would have Kazuma Kiru from Yakuza Zero on there. I know two out of two from Yakuza Zero. It's like, what is this? What is this, Mount Yakuza more? <laughs> what is this, recency then, bias? <laughs> what is re- then, and again, not recency bias, it's just what I feel, Tetsu Tachibana from Yakuza Zero <laughs> would also be on there. And uh, this last one I think is going to be a big surprise um, because it's the uh, the blind woman from Yakuza Zero, <laughs> Makoto Makaramura. Uh, so, I, yeah, I would just call it uh, Mount Yakuza more. But that game is all I've been able to think about for the last two weeks. So that would be... You know, I could have said Mario, Link. I could have gone the whole, you know, the 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 gatekeepers of gaming for mm. sure. That would be easy. But I just love Yakuza Zero right now. Sure, man. Nothing wrong with that. Um, nothing wrong with that at all. I think for me, it's going to look a little different. It's not going to maybe <laughs> four characters <laughs> from the same game. Um, okay, make it better than me. I think maybe a little bit in this case. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Um, but I think. Uh, one would be Kratos, Dad Kratos. Um, okay, mainly just because he would look great as on a mountain, like as a big dude. Face. I, I agree with you. Actually, I think he's maybe got the best mountain face I can think of. Yeah, he's definitely a mountain face. I would also have Joel from The Last of Us. I think. Okay, I think he's just one of the more incredible uh, characters because he is just an everyman who is tasked. Uh, and burdened with doing incredible things and um, is is up for the job. So Mm -hmm. I think I like having him on there as well. I would also say Cortana would be on there um, from Halo. How are you going to do that? Does she have a face? She has a face. Okay. She has a a personification. So why her and not Master Chef? Because, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Master Chef is awesome, but he kind of would be nothing without Cortana. He would just be... 
Um, and, and maybe that's blasphemous to say, I don't know. Um, but I feel like she is integral to making him what he is. And she's also kind of more unilaterally valuable to, um, the, uh, the entire fighting force. Okay. She can, she can jump into ships. She can jump into, uh, alien ships. She can ride in master chief's head. She can do all sorts of stuff. She's pretty versatile. Um, and yeah, like at the ending of, uh, Halo four, there was some drama with her that, uh, affected me. I think I've probably brought that up at least once. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think it would put Cortana on there. Um, lastly, I guess it would probably, man, I don't know What's which it gonna one. Be? I can't remember what's it gonna be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to interrupt your song. <laughs> you just wanted time to think. It, it, would, it would be one of the Belmonts from Castlevania, but I don't know which one. Okay. Don't know between that Simon and that Trevor, eh? Or Richter. Um, it would. Pro- it would probably be Simon. They would also look great on a mountain. Uh, you know, if I have to give a realistic answer, mm-hmm. I think, uh, just in terms of my personal gaming experience, you gotta go with Mario, he was the gateway, you gotta go with Link, he was sort of the gateway to bigger things, one okay. got me into gaming, the other got me into a style of gaming that I love very much. I think I would put Master Chef on there, I okay. think he, he brought me into the 3D space, shooting the guns and the whatnot, and... I don't know about that last one. I, I kind of want to have another frontier uh, character there, and I maybe it's to be filled. Maybe mm. we'll see. I what don't about, know. But uh, Marcus Phoenix. Uh, yeah, I mean that's I don't know. I feel like I feel like Master Chief is maybe a better choice. I would mm. probably put them in the same domain. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe maybe Shell from uh, from Portal. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Enjoyed that game. Yeah, she's not really a you know a, a voice or a through you know you know what I mean. But Strong character. She, yeah, but she'd look better than a robot. Probably <laughs> on there. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Fuck. All right. Um, well, that does it. Thank you, Musty, for that question. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank everyone for that question, or for their questions rather. <laughs> don't thank everyone for Musty's question. Thanks everyone for Musty's question. He couldn't have done it without you. All right. Does that do it for an episode, Jake? I think it does, pal. Man, somehow we made it over an hour. I thought we were going to struggle tonight, but we did okay. We did okay. All right, great. Uh, again, stick around after Jake goes to bed. I'll, I'll hang out and tell you who's beating it around here. But until then, uh, this has been a Polykill Podcast. I'm at Trav Plays Games. I'm at the McAxel. And we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hello everyone, welcome to the After Hours part of the show, it's where I don't wear pants, and I talk to you by myself, no Jake around, to get between us, okay? Again, this is the Just Beat It section of the show, if you beat a game, use the hashtag Just Beat It, take a screenshot, say a little something about the game, and as always, be sure to include at Polykill, so you can have it read here on the show, if you beat enough games, you become the episode's Polykiller. And this time, it's Captain Underscore Algebra. He beat Rabbids Go Home, Astrobot, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and Shinobi. And it makes me wonder what a Shinobi Rabbids game would be like. I'd play it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Silly little 
Rabbids and not-so-silly Shinobi hanging out together trying to save the world. I think that'd be great. All right, let's look at some random beat tweets. These are just random. First off is Caleb J. Ross. Of course, at Caleb J. Ross. He says, I just beat it. Control. That's the name of the game, is Control. Anyway, he goes on. After a few hours, I learned to love the game. It lets me get really OP'd, which suits my playstyle. Dylan, though, no character has killed a mood like that guy. I don't know if it's bad writing or bad acting. That could be both. Could be you, Caleb. Did you ever think about that? Could be bad uh, playing, maybe. I don't know. I've not played Control. Good job, though. Okay, up next, Josh Leslie at Frantic Society. He says, One of the best Star Wars stories in a while. It has charm, excellent characters that I actually cared about. In parentheses, he says, I cried at the end, lol. It has just the right amount of clever fan service. What an excellent game, and I can't wait for more. And he adds a heart, and this is, of course, in reference to... Jedi Fallen Order. And that's that's great, Josh. I haven't cried at the end of anything except my parents' lives. Not to bring us down. That was heavy. Um, but in terms of movies or anything, I, I think probably the last movie I cried at the end of was John Wick 2. I didn't want it to end. And I was very drunk. Okay. Awesome. Okay, up next, Rocket Souls at It's Rocket Souls. He says, I had a way better time with Ratchet & Clank PS4 than the original PS2 release. Makes me want to play more games in the franchise. I see some people say this ranks somewhere in the middle of the RNC franchise. That's the case. Which is the best? Hey, Polykill, I just beat it. That's cool, man. I really like that game. Uh, hey, folks out there, let uh, Rocket know what's the best Ratchet and Clank game that you know of. I know Caleb J. Ross likes them, but he's got a poor taste in voice acting. So trust that guy with a grain of salt. Okay. Up next, Buried on Mars at Buried underscore on underscore Mars. Our friend Kev, he says, Jackie Chan's Stuntmaster. He just beat it. Fun little beat-em-up. You can smack around dudes with fish and paint rollers. Just wish you could lock on the enemies and the platforming was less janky. Cutscenes are short and funny. That sounds like a good time. Lately, Kev here's been finding some real interesting games, like Forklifting 2, I think it was. Because I thought it was crazy that there was a Forklifting 1, and then they were like, ah, let's do it again. Let's make more Forklifting. I don't know. Things are weird. All right, cool. Up next... Top spot, one, two, three. He says, guilt. Now that's spelled G-Y-L-T out there, folks. Guilt on Google Stadia. That's right, everyone. This is a first here in just beaded history. Somebody actually likes, bought, preferred, played, kept, did not cancel, and are keeping their Google Stadia. Okay, he goes on. A relatively small game, very much a my first Silent Hill type experience. Creepy town setting, exploring dilapidated school environments, regret tinged narrative, checkmark, checkmark, checkmark. Easy puzzles, nothing too heavy, but overall, a good game. 
So there you go, folks. There's at least one good game on the Stadia, and I shouldn't sell it down the river too much because I don't even know what it looks like or who has one or how it works. I just know that I'm supposed to not like it. All right. Well, that does it for this episode, and that does it for all of the beats. So thank you, everyone, for using the hashtag AddingPolyKill and writing tweets. Thanks for tweeting. That's amazing. All right. Until next time. <laughs>